Welcome to the Self-Publishing Queen podcast. My name is Josiane Fortin and I'm a self-published author. I'm obsessed with helping and motivating writers to publish their books and share their gift with the world. My goal with this podcast is to inspire you to take action and be the writer you want to be. Let's go! Hello, writers. I'm Josiane Fortin, and today I'm interviewing Diana Jennings. Diana is a personal branding expert, and I invited her because I want to see how personal branding can help self-published authors. So thank you so much for being with us today. Well, thank you for asking. <laughs> and I would like to know first, like, tell us a little bit about you. Sure. I have been in this space actually since 2002. It's been, it's been a journey and it's been a wonderful journey. Uh, I started out as an image consultant actually, and it was shortly into my career that I got really curious about perception. And that curiosity led me to a 2005 Time Magazine article interview with William Aruda, who is now the world-renowned expert on, on personal branding. Uh, perception was really important to me because if I wanted to understand how I was perceived, if I was being intentional, and if what I was communicating was in fact being uh, perceived, then I knew that in helping my clients, the manner in which I was helping them was going to increase the opportunities that would be presented to them uh, according to what they were hoping to achieve. Right, and what is personal branding exactly? So in a nutshell, personal branding is another, per, or your personal brand is the perception another person has. It's their interpretation of what they see, what they hear, and what they sense when they experience you. And put it this way, your, your, your brand is the sum of your education, your experience, it's what you do, it's how you go about doing it, it's your verbal communication, your nonverbal communication, and your appearance, your physical appearance, all combined. And it's what other people see that forms your brand in their heart. And mind. Okay. And why do you feel authors can benefit from having a personal brand? Well, everybody can benefit from having a personal brand, but the question is, do you have goals? Do you have dreams that you want to achieve? Uh, do you want to attract opportunities? And that's what it comes down to. It comes down to aligning who you are with what you want. And I think there's a lot of confusion around personal branding. So let, let me just say this. So personal branding is the actual process that one experiences to help uncover and develop what that brand is because it all stems from who you are at your core. And the confusion lies because when we hear about personal branding, we really only hear about the communication aspect. People talk about personal branding as the headshots, uh, your LinkedIn profile, your social media, your resume, your image. Now, those are all aspects of personal branding, but that's how you communicate the brand. And you can't fully 
communicate the authentic brand unless you do the deep dive in uncovering what your brand is. So that's what's important to the people that I work with in, in the many years since 2002, since I've been in this space. I, it's really been about helping people dive a little deeper, get a broader understanding of who they are, what is it that they want to communicate, and, and then communicate that through what they do, what they say, and so forth. Makes sense. And one of the issues that I face personally is that they, they say that you need to dress for the career that you want, not for whatever you're doing right now. But then like sometimes it might feel unauthentic to be dressing up in certain ways. Let's say I don't have I don't like wearing heels, but then I want to be perceived like a power uh, woman. And then uh, I just have this image in my head that I have to walk around with heels and like and I'm always confused, like, am I pretending to be someone that I'm not? Uh, like, uh, what would you say about that? Okay. Well, I, I think, I shouldn't say I think, what I have experienced is that there is so much information out there that we get overwhelmed, as women in particular, we get overwhelmed and confused because we have designers that are saying, this is the new work clothes, this is the new power suit, we have uh, store salespeople and personal shoppers saying that these are the trends and this is what you want to wear. And, and they will all provide you with something new that, yes, that you can look great, absolutely great in. But when it comes to feeling authentic, when it comes to visually representing your brand, you need to start with what is it that I want to communicate about myself? What is it that I want people to know about me? And then you got to work backwards. You start with the message and then you need to understand style and clothing well enough to know whether or not something is going to help to reinforce the message that you want to communicate about yourself or is it moving you off message. Mm -hmm. And what's key with personal branding and just communication in general is that we don't want to send mixed messages because when we send mixed messages it delays our ability to connect with people and it's connecting with people that we ultimately need to do to attract opportunities yeah do you have an example of a client that you have maybe that was giving like wrong mixed messages i have a, i had a client many years ago and uh, she was probably in her late 40s, early 50s at the time. And she came to me because she was launching a business as a management consultant. Out of school, she went into academia. She taught in the university system. And then she went into corporate America. And now she was venturing out on her own. And what she said was that she grew up uh, with a mom who didn't allow her to do girly things, whether it was experiment with her hair, wear makeup, uh, experiment with her style. Um, it was pretty much, you know, it's academics and what you know, which was the, uh, what was focused upon in that family. I've raised kids, so I, I understand. 
But what happened was, once she graduated from school, she never developed that muscle, that creativity muscle for self-expression. So she went through academia, university, and now that she's out in the corporate management world where her clients are CEOs and chairmen of the board, she just felt out of place. She knew that she, intellectually she was on the same level with these individuals. She just felt out of place. And what happened was after working together, she realized how she could best authentically show up, be her best, represent who she is and all those years of experience and that knowledge that she has. And the best thing that I heard her say was, you know, before she knew what she knows now is that she would go into a meeting and she felt like a kid at an adult event, at an adult party. She just felt so <laughs> out of place. Yeah. But afterwards, she felt like it was her party too. So I, I, I bet that she was way more confident feeling that way and sharing her ideas and speaking up, like just having the right, the right clothing. Absolutely. And it goes beyond that because I don't want people to think, you know, representing yourself visually, representing your brand, it's not about gimmicks. It's not about trends or it's not about spin. It's really about being authentic. And when you follow a process that helps to uncover and develop and nurture who it is that you are, then you can communicate it. Because I've heard clients say, oh, I don't like to get dressed, I don't wanna wear makeup. And I've heard tons of reasons from, uh, it's not in my budget, uh, I don't wanna change, I don't know what people are going to say. And so part of it is fear, part of it is fear. But the bottom line is, how can you communicate who you aspire to be, what your goals are, and have people see that in you if you don't communicate it on the outside. So that's all it is. It's taking who you are on, your, on the inside and representing it on the outside. Yeah, okay. And how would you balance, uh, let's say you have a picture in your mind of what a fantasy writer should look like, and then you have your personal preferences. Like, should you try to move your preferences that way so that you look like what you think you should look like? How, what would you say about that? Okay, well, first of all, I think what everyone needs to understand is that everyone already has a brand, okay? Um, I don't think I, I, I mentioned this earlier, but it's not a thing. A personal brand is not your image. It's not your website. It's, it's none of those external things. It's, it's you. And phrase that question one more time because I'm, I just lost yeah. your question. Like how to balance the, the way you perceive, like let's say a fantasy writer and then I'm a fantasy writer. So I have my personal preferences, but I see like a writer should look that way. Like how do I balance that? So you have your brand. You only have one brand. What is the dominant message that you want to communicate? Are you communicating? And, and there are different personas. So maybe when you are promoting your writing, 
it to that particular audience, yes, you will probably tweak the visual appearance of that brand to uh, target that particular audience. Right. Um, but I think, you know, it's, it's a balance. It's understanding because you are who you are, whether, whether you communicate that aspect through different genres as an author, through, you know, or, um, you know, but it's also balancing the many roles you might play. An author, a fantasy author may also be a corporate executive. Yes. Uh, might be in, you know, in the public eye somehow. So it's, it's, uh, delicate balance in some cases as to whether or not uh, it's it's all about how and where and when you communicate those various aspects um, so it's some, sometimes it could be a, a a fine line because you don't want one aspect of your brand to potentially harm the dominant brand that you need to communicate Right. Like uh, we've seen like teachers getting fired over Instagram pictures or stuff like that, where they're like half naked and then it doesn't fit what people see as what a teacher should be. So I, I get, I get what you're saying yes. there. And, and you talked about multiple interests and what do you think about pen name? Like when you're writing different jars, uh, should you have different identities and start a pen name? If, the genre uh, could potentially do harm to the dominant brand that you need that you are communicating who you are. Then yes, a pen, I would. I a pen name would definitely be recommended. Okay, okay. it's natural. Everyone has various aspects or different interests, and so you just uh, and so as the example that you illustrated about um, Instagram and pictures. Yeah. And I'm putting you on the spot, but could you share with us what are the, tr the three branding fundamentals? So uh, the actual fundamentals of branding, I have identified five. Okay. 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 So the five branding fundamentals is, first of all, you need to establish a strong foundation. And that strong foundation is made up of the core of who you are. Okay, so once you've established that foundation, then you've got an, then you have to assess and you have to measure what your brand is, how it's currently perceived. And this is very important because earlier I said your brand lives in the hearts and minds of the people that experience you. You know, so you're gonna lay that foundation, uncover who you are. In that process, it's also what are your goals, what are your aspirations, what's your vision? Mm -hmm. And in the measuring and assessing part is that you uncover how far, what's that distance between what people see and what it is that I want to achieve because that's where you uncover any roadblocks or any disconnect. In your work, do you go so far as doing a, like a survey or asking people around you how they perceive you? Or is that all in your mind saying, oh, I think people perceive me this way right now? Well, that's how it starts. It starts with how you think others perceive you. But I 
in, in my practice, I actually use a survey. It's a 360. And for any of your listeners that are involved in corporate in the corporate world, uh, 360s uh, are often used for for reviews, performance yeah. reviews. Mm -hmm. But in this case, this 360 is about uncover. It's about it's based on the positive. It's about uncovering what an individual's strengths are, what their talent, what their leadership ability is, uh, and what their brand, what's in their brand personality. Because a lot of times, someone will see someone, something within you that you might not have the confidence to see in yourself. Right. So that's why when I first did this 360 back in 2005, and I've done a couple since then, several since then, uh, it's like a gift. Um, so yes, asking, but people aren't always forthcoming with information because they may not uh, want to hurt your feelings or they, it may be difficult for them to give praise or compliments. And so the 360 that I use, it's completely anonymous and it goes out to people that know you both professionally and personally, uh, and it gives you tremendous insight. And once you have that information, you take a look at where you are, how people see you, and then you can start to narrow the gap to see what skills you need to refine, what skills maybe you need to uh, adopt. Um, and, and then next comes the communication. You put a communication strategy in place. It's what are you going to communicate it? How are you going to communicate it? Where and to whom? So there's, there's a whole strategy around the communication aspect. And then you need to take a look at, you need to align. You need to make sure that you are aligned with what it is that you ultimately want to achieve and then learn how to present your brand. And when I say present, a lot of people's minds automatically go to image and appearance, but there are actually eight different elements to how you present your brand. And actually that's something that I'd like to offer all the listeners to your podcast. Um, you know, if they text the number 33777, the word elevate, E-L-E-V-A-T-E, -E, the word elevate to 33777, they'll get the exercises, a couple of the exercises that I use in module five of my online course. And I think I also sent you the link to that, didn't I? Yeah, it's not the phone okay. number. You sent me an actual uh, URL. So is they that okay for sure? Both ways. Absolutely. Okay, they both can get ways. there both ways. All right. And could you share at least one so that we can hear a little bit what it's what's included in the eight? In the eight. Well, uh, presence is an acronym. Okay. okay, so the first one, P, having a positive attitude. Positivity is, it's magnetizing. It, it really is. And what we want to make sure that we don't do when we're having a bad day, or there are some people that always see the glass as half empty rather than half full, or the fact that you can always empty it and start all over again. Uh, but it's, you know, making sure not to exhaust people with negativity. And, you know, we're always going to have up days. We're always going to have down days. Uh, but just, it's about being optimistic and, and being 
a problem solver rather than a problem inducer. Yeah, it does sound like more fun to hang out with positive people than negative people. Just oh, absolutely. Like absolutely. <laughs> and I, I was curious, um, I feel like people often get confused between the brand and the communication. And so I know we touched a little bit on that. Like it's just one, like it was like the fourth step that you talked about for the fundamentals. Mm -hmm. But like how how does brand goes like bigger than just communicating? How how is it related to communicating? Branding, how you it's all about how you're going to represent yourself. How are you going to show up in the world? What are people going to be saying about you when you're not there? Strong brands are more visible. Their presence is felt. Strong brands have, they, they earn more money. If you think of brands, think of Starbucks, you know, a commodity versus a brand. I don't even, enjoy Starbucks coffee, but I am a fan of Starbucks for the environment that they have built for their customers. Uh, strong brands, you know, when, when you are aligned with what it is that you want to achieve and you are achieving it, you're more fulfilled in the work that you do. You're a happier person. You feel more fulfilled. You're accomplishing more because you've aligned who you are with what you want and stronger brands also earn more money. Yeah, I, it does sound like you need to have to build on your self-confidence maybe. Like some people must be self-conscious about putting themselves out there, um, finding their authentic self and like showing their real, uh, uh, their real uh, self to other people. Sometimes we wear masks and I, I'm getting that it's not the point at all here to pretend to be someone you're not. You find who you are deep down and then you want to show that in the best way possible. So like are some of your clients self-conscious about like dressing up? Like sometimes you have more attention when, to yourself when you look great. Like what do you do with those customers? Well, I, I, I often think of... Uh, the two Jills. I don't know if I've had more than two clients by the name of Jill, but uh, I call it the story of the two Jills. And one woman, the first Jill came from an affluential background and was able to shop at all of the high-end boutiques and stores uh, that she wanted to, but she never felt comfortable. In, in her in her clothing because that's basically what, what you were referring to you're referring to clothing and uh, this the second Jill was very self-conscious uh, actually she was she started to cry when we first met uh, because she was that scared but she wanted so bad she uh, she wanted to learn and she wanted to start feeling good about herself uh, what she said to me is that you know what I'm tired of people looking at me because she had struggled uh, with family, uh, being a primary, uh, the primary caregiver to family members that were ill, and she had gained some weight. And 
she wasn't feeling attractive. And so, uh, you know, we started uh, our, our time together uh, quite emotional. And uh, as we did with the first Jill as well, but it was it was different. And what the second Jill said to me was, you know, I'm tired of people looking me looking at me because of how I present myself um, as I'm incompetent. And I'm not. I'm a smart woman. And uh, so we we took it slow, and it just it came down to helping them both just rediscover who they are first of all, and how how to dress you know as i said earlier there's so much influence with fashion and designers and celebrity that uh, we fail to look at ourselves as individuals and learning how to dress the body that we live in instead of trying to dress a body that we see and then it doesn't work on us because our bodies are different. Uh, when it comes to bodies, there are between 80 and 90, uh, I can't remember off the top of my head, it's, it's, it's higher than 90, different figure variations uh, that affect how clothing fits our bodies. And when we begin to understand what they are, then when we put something on, we understand why it doesn't work for our figure. It's not that there's something wrong with us. It's just that when that garment was made, it was made with a different body shape in mind. So with Jill number one, uh, she learned that the clothes that she was wearing were not in proportion with her figure uh, because we need to dress proportionately to, you know, we have to learn how to dress this body. Uh, and with Jill number two, it was just coming back to, okay, uh, this is the body that you have. Yes, you know, you're, you're holding a few more pounds than, than you would like, but it's important. Dress the body that you have now. Learn to dress the, the body that you have now because that in itself helps to increase your self-confidence. You start to feel better about yourself. And then when you start to feel better about yourself, then you start thinking, okay, I can now think about maybe my diet or maybe getting back to exercise. Um, instead of it being this vicious circle, which it can be because how we dress affects what we think about ourselves. And how we think affects how we feel. How we feel affects how we act and how we behave. And how we act and behave affects how people respond to us, which then can cause this vicious cycle. So if we learn to present ourselves in the best way possible, it might be with a little bit of makeup uh, to highlight features so that they don't fade back into our, our faces. Uh, you know, especially today with, with video, it's very easy uh, for our features to kind of disappear. Um, it's people will respond to us differently and when we get those responses that are positive when we sense positivity from someone else then it makes us feel better yeah and then it helps it, it helps keep the thoughts and the feelings and the actions and behavior on a positive note rather than spiraling downward
Okay. And can you give our listener one tip to get started on their personal branding? First and foremost, you need to have a vision. Uh, and I have found, especially during this pandemic, uh, vision cannot be more important. Uh, having a vision for your life, actually, I've identified two visions that we have to have for our life, but I'll just, I'll talk about one, which is that personal vision. Think about your character. What type of person do you want to be? Because that becomes your true north. Uh, when you understand what that is, that helps in decision making. Uh, a vision can act as a decision filter. So uh, it's, it's important to understand what that, what that vision is, not only for the type of person that you want to become, but that second vision is what's that vision that you have uh, that's bigger than you. Okay, so first of all, the writer needs to come up with their vision of their career or themselves or both? Both. And, uh, but also, it goes broader than the vision for their career. Think about how they want to affect the reader, the world through their writing. Okay, yeah, that's good. I, I guess it would pertain to themes that you want to address in your books and stuff like that. Like we often have to think about what messages we want to send to other people. I know that I want to start writing more positive stories to bring some joy into people's lives. So I, I guess that would become part of my personal brand in the future. So it, it makes a lot of sense. Thank you so much for sharing. And if people want to know more about you, about your work, where can they connect with you? They can connect with me on my website, through my website, uh, dianajennings.com is the website. They can contact me through that. Uh, they can drop me an email, hello at dianajennings.com. I have an online course that I'm going to be launching soon. And if they were to download the uh, ebook, e Elevate Your Presence, uh, that will put them on my email list. Um, and I don't send out a lot of emails, uh, but they would receive information about uh, the e-course when we get closer to launch date. Okay, awesome. I'll make sure to share those links in the show notes. Thank you so much for being with us today. Oh, you're so welcome. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you loved what you heard, be sure to share it with me by leaving me a review. If you're ready to publish your book, let me take your hand in my course, How to Self-Publish on Amazon. I will show you every step you need to take to successfully go through the publishing process on the platform. Keep on writing!